0: everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. I just, I don't know how many times I need to say it. HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler?
1: how are you this fine day?
0: I'm I'm doing all right. I'm well rested. We took a kind of an extended holiday break here watching the boxes. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving, a great holiday. Um, You know, we we weren't able to, uh, you know, get together over that holiday. And now we're back. Um, And a lot, I don't know if a lot has changed, but some uh, some major injuries have happened in the last, you know, week or so. Um, Heading into already... Week eight um, in the NBA season, which, man, I, 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 you were saying it earlier. I can't believe it's week eight. I, I agree. This is, we're moving at a hot pace right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. It does not seem like it should be week eight already. I mean, I guess the season's already more than a quarter of the way over. So it's wild. Yeah. I, uh,
0: and, and that's like we're finally um, well, well into uh, are actually well, well out of, is probably the better way of saying it, well out of small sample size theater, right? We've seen the Utah Jazz starting to lose some games. They're closer to 500. Uh, then at the top of the Western Conference, Phoenix is starting to rise, which is a great, that's a that's a great line. Should, someone needs to clip that one out. Uh, Boston is dominating people. Giannis is, Giannis, Chris Middleton is finally back. Um, and I, I feel like, things are becoming a little bit more um a little bit more sane uh around the league minus i don't is it, is this a record for injuries or was that a couple years ago is this like the second record for
1: I mean, obviously, it's never – you can never really tell, right? I think the pace is pretty high, but I don't think it's quite on record pace. But obviously, like, injuries aren't something like games where, like, you know, one happens every two days, right? Like, you could have a cluster and then it kind of died down. So you can never really tell about that kind of stuff till the end of the season, I don't think.
0: Yeah. I mean, it it just does feel like – and maybe it's the way I drafted and maybe it's the the teams that I've built. Um, But just – Taking that chance on Kawhi has definitely hurt me in a lot of ways. Paul George. Um, I'll, I, I think we said this a lot, right? You can't predict injuries, but got some guys are more susceptible to injuries than others. You know, Jimmy Butler was going to miss some games. He did. And he's coming back. He's going to look great. Uh, Car Anthony towns, historically healthy now injured. Uh, will be out for a while. Um, obviously Paul George and, and Kawhi have been more than a headache, but when they're, you know, when Paul George is not a headache, he has, you know, top 15 seasons, but here he is missing a lot of games. Brandon Ingram's missing games. Um,
1: is it safe to say Chris that Halliburton's maybe, injured? A lot of injuries. Is it safe to say that maybe Kawhi and Paul George, like, can we even expect 50 games from those guys going forward?
0: <sighs> that was the risk in, uh, in picking him. And that's why you ended up getting them so low, but like, Why at this point? I don't know what's going on. Like, it really does seem like he can't, like, come back. Like, it just seems like he's not going to play.
1: He hurt his ankle this time, at least, right? So it's a different injury. Um, And they're both supposed to be returning relatively soon.
0: That's, I guess, I mean, that's the theory. That's the word on the street. That's what we're hoping will happen. Um, But... Are you trading for either one of those guys? If you oh, can get no. them on a discount, no.
1: obviously? No, no, not at this point.
0: It'd have to be a pretty big discount, that's for sure. Let's see. I, the two major injuries here are are, are Car Anthony Towns and Tyrese Halliburton. So I think we do need to talk specifically about those two uh injuries. It does look like um Anthony Towns will be, I mean,
1: out until January. Hopefully, well, the word was that he tore his Achilles. So I guess anything that he did actually do was good news, right? Yes. Um, but we're talking probably yeah, what four to six weeks at least. So um, January at the earliest um
0: and that is obviously very disappointing because uh he was definitely a first round pick he was at he was even playing as a first round uh pick even with that slow start of his but now minnesota has some holes to fill i think uh number one d'angelo russell has been interesting um playing a lot better he kind of he definitely goes up and down in um I'd say, value throughout the season. Sometimes he gets a little hot. Sometimes he falls uh, like off the planet. You don't even know he's on the on the damn team. But with Carl Anthony Towns out, it does seem like he has said, like, all right, now is my time. I got to take uh, some control here. More of the offense is going to be driven through me instead of Carl Anthony Towns. Um, and I think it's really great for D'Angelo Russell's value uh, moving forward, which makes him a very good sell-high candidate uh, during this period of time.
1: Yeah, for sure. But is anyone buying that high and or low on D'Angelo Russell? Like, I think everyone has figured out now that he's a super streaky player. And so, like, no matter how good Russell plays, like, does anyone buy that high?
0: I don't know. I think if you find some people who are desperate for a point guard, D'Angelo Russell is even on averages, right? Pretty decent,
1: serviceable point guard.
0: So it would have to be a very specific rank 68th
1: for the season. I mean, and yeah. that's you know, counting his bad field goal percentage and his bad free throw percentage. Like, it's oh, well, I shouldn't say bad, his average ish three free sure. throw percentage, right? Um How bad. Yeah, I think, I, you can find a, I think you can find a buyer actually. I really do.
0: I think you can find oh, yeah, a buyer what, because like... this is the time of the season where people are kind of looking to just improve their team. And if they've been stagnant for a while and they see, you know, hey, like I'm I'm terrible. I need a point guard or I've I've had Chris Paul's been injured for far too long. Maybe I need to pull this guy in. I would even take a one, you know, like a one for one. I don't need to get a discount or uh, on selling high. Like I just rather have D'Angelo Russell for a top 60 player than not. Then then keep D'Angelo Russell on my team.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. Chris Paul one's been weird too, because it just seems like Chris Paul keeps is about to come back and then he never does.
0: Yes, that injury has been super annoying uh as well. A lot of I think a lot of the injuries just that's my problem with them. Super, super annoying injuries. I do want to talk about Orlando. I talk about Orlando like every single episode, so we might as well keep that trend going. Uh, but on on Minnesota, do you think uh who are you picking up here to replace uh your good friend? Are they challenges? Is, is Nas Reed the pickup here?
1: I don't think so, because I don't think they're going to play that much of Gobert and Nas Reed together, right? you got to remember, if you're looking at that game against the Thunder, Gobert got kicked out after nine minutes for tripping Kenridge Williams.
0: Yes. Um, so maybe that was he got a lot of, uh, I guess, benefit from that particular game. But Nas Reed's minutes have gone up. Kyle Anderson's uh, minutes have also gone up. Um. Both of them streamers at, at minimum. I don't know if I would pick either one of them up as like the the obvious choice, but we know Nazarev can do it. He can be a fantasy, um, uh, I guess, a, a top 100 fantasy player, or even higher when he's playing the minutes.
1: Yeah, for sure. The question is how many minutes is he going to get? I mean, he played 22 against the Grizzlies. Um, yes. I, I think he's probably more in line for that. And then if you remember in that game, Jade McDaniels missed with an illness. Um, which is why Kyle Anderson got 39 minutes. So, Jaden McDaniels was back in the game after that. Kyle Anderson still played 31 minutes. Kyle Anderson is a nice pickup if you don't need points, right? He's going to give you rebounds, going to give you some assists, going to give you some steals, going to give you some blocks, but he's never a big-time scorer. So, if you're just looking to kind of boost your rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks without worrying too much about your scoring categories um, and your percentages, like, that's that's a great pickup, I think.
0: 100%. I, I i kyle anderson is highly underrated and he's got those great uh the ability especially with minutes to get some of those counting stats um not, not a huge score but if you can get double digit scoring out of him that's that's actually really nice um so yeah i think those nas reed keep an eye on him for sure because uh, i i don't think the minutes are there but i think it's going to fluctuate wildly so streaming wise i i really do like nas reed picking him up throwing him in a, into a start especially if you need a center um, and then you know, just moving on, just uh, ge- scraping away at your blocks, your rebounds against these other teams. Let's go over to Indiana. Uh, I do think we have to talk about uh, Tyrese Halliburton, though. Tyrese, I mean, Ty- Tyrese is, um, you know, he is like going to be out. I don't think it's going to be an extended amount of time, right? But he. I don't know what to make out of the injury, and I also don't know what to make out of uh the obvious replacement. Um who's who's come off the, the bench. Andrew Nebahard, rookie, right, is like coming in and getting great assists, but he's also played with Tyrese Halburton and played well with Tyrese Halburton. What are
1: we what are we making yeah, of this he hit, that game, game? he hit that game winner against the Lakers the other night. Um yeah. A lot of people were like, "Who is this guy?" Right, and apparently, no one uh, knew that he was just the you know the very first pick, of the second round, just this summer. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't. Tyrese Halliburton injury doesn't seem that bad, but then at the same time, like we've been saying that about Chris Paul, right? Where he was like, "Oh, this doesn't seem that bad." He might miss a game or two, and then he's missed like what three, two, three weeks. Um. So I, I guess that's part of it um, that we don't know. The Pistons, are, or the Pistons, the Pacers are also maybe tanking, but maybe not. I mean, they are, like, way too high in the East to do so. They're fifth right now, 12-10. and 10. Right. But they also don't want to win games, so is Colting Harris-Halliburton out a way to do that, potentially? Right? Um, look at Nipard though, just in general, right? Like, he had a, a real good game um against the Jazz, even though they got blown out, where he had 13-10, two steals. Um... His per-minute numbers also look pretty good. Um, it's per-36, right? Like, 5.6 assists, 1.4 steals, 4 rebounds, 12.1 points. Like, pretty darn good for a rookie, especially shooting pretty good percentages, which we don't often see from rookies. So there's a lot of upside there. But in the same sentence, like, it's more of just the streamer while Halliburton's out, I think, because I think when Halbert comes back, I mean, we've seen he's been playing, like, 22 minutes a game, which is probably just not enough.
0: Yeah, I think I like actually just straight up picking him up uh while Tyrese is out for the, the length of time Tyrese is out. You might not hold him past that, but it does seem like one, like you said, we the pacers are trying to tank, and if they are holding Tyrese out a longer period of time than expected to make sure because he's obviously their young build-around talent, um that is probably going to be in their best interest. So I do think signs are pointing to, yeah, we'll just leave him out to make sure he's completely healthy before we bring him back. And parallel has nothing but good things to say about Nevehard. Um, he's been starting since to be almost the beginning of uh November even though he is playing in that like 20 to 22 minute range. Um, I think they might just be like one of those time periods where they're like the opportunity to let this kid cook. Is now, and we can lose games. Um, let him cook. Let's see what he's got. Let's hand the ball over to him. Let's just let's let him run the offense. And see if we have like a, an a- absolute talent here. Carlisle seems to, th- and Carlisle's a fantastic coach, a great uh, eye for talented uh, NBA players. If He's going to hand the ball over oh, to really? this kid. I've, I I I want him on my team now.
1: He's also made a lot of not. Great NBA players, pretty fantasy relevant, like Yogi Farrell. Remember that? Remember that run? Dude. Um, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, this kid's playing the minutes. Like, even 26 minutes a game, he could be pretty interesting. 26, 28 minutes a game. I mean, he just had that game against the Lakers where he hit the game winner. He played 28 minutes and 46 seconds, had 12 points, 4 rebounds, an assist, a steal, and 2 blocks. 4 three-pointers made. That's a pretty juicy line from someone you're streaming
0: more than more than nice i would say that's
1: what i mean so like yeah i mean i have no issues picking this guy up and holding him i just don't know how much value he's gonna have when the pacers are fully healthy but well, when will the pacers be fully healthy you never know a
0: big fat question mark when are the pacers finally going to be healthy are they ever going to trade miles turner uh, to allow my boy jalen smith to start cooking um probably never i don't i mean do you do we think this is still in the car. I mean, I guess it's only December. It's like one of those well, things where it's like, I feel like the league's been, I, I feel like I can't believe it's already week eight, but also it's like, it's only week eight too. It's like the trade deadline is nowhere near.
1: Oh, and you know, the, most players aren't eligible to be traded until December 15th. Right. So like, obviously there's, there's not going to be many trades till that day at least. Um, the other part about it is like, with guys like Turner, I think they just, like, they start off asking for, like, two first-round picks or whatever, and then they just get, like, locked in on a certain value, and then when no one meets that value, they just, like, it's it just becomes a thing, like, I have to get it, right? I've waited so long to get it, I have to get it, but then they could never get it, so then they end up holding on to the person for, like, ever. Right? Yes. And so... I, I think this might be one of those scenarios where it's like you want it, you want it, you want it. Yeah, you can't get it, but you still want it so bad that you're just you've waited three years. You're not willing to give up on that one.
0: I don't think they're going to get it. <laughs> um, and uh, is it a blessing or a curse that Miles Turner is playing like out of his mind this year? I,
1: I guess it would depend on. I mean, if you're Miles Turner, it's it's a blessing because you're probably going to make a lot of money this summer get paid all yeah, right sure. and and you know regardless that's by the pacers or by somebody else like just she just want to get paid man
0: it's gonna be by somebody else um, listen I uh, you know what I've had some fun times in in Indianapolis but I get why somebody would want to get out of there um, I want to talk about a few trends and then we can get right into week eight um, I want to talk about a few trends on some teams that people don't normally talk about Number one, what is going on in Detroit? Um, there are rumors that are, cutting here. What is going on in Detroit in general? Like, do you think stuff's going on there?
1: People are having I a good mean, time? Th- things are happening, I'm sure. I'm not sure what When was the last time are, you went to Detroit? Or how many? Oh, well, good question. Uh, the summer before COVID hit, I drove through Detroit. Well, okay. not really Detroit, but around. I drove around Detroit, I think. I try to avoid the cities when I'm like traveling long distances, especially in the car.
0: So fair if you're not going to go to that city, probably don't want to be in their rush hour traffic. I think that's pretty fair. Um, So, number one, Cunningham is not going on in Detroit right now. Uh, They're obviously going to do anything and everything they can to make sure of his injuries are not exacerbated into a long-term injury. They're gonna arrest him. They're trying to lose games. That's obvious, but what that has done is done um I would say like three question marks, right? It's allowed Killian Hayes to emerge as the year as their number one playmaker. Uh him and Jaden Ivey actually do seem to play pretty well together. And something I didn't think was going to happen ever again. Arvin Bagley looks pretty decent.
1: Oh, I mean I thought Bagley for them once he got to the Pistons, right? I thought I think he's been, you know, serviceable streamer since since arriving in Detroit. Um obviously with a little bit more opportunity now and especially more shots, right? Like um he's got a little bit more leeway to do his points and rebounds, but it's always only ever going to be points and rebounds for him, I think.
0: Certainly. And if you need points, or rebounds, hey, that's, that's nice. This Cunningham
1: thing, though, this has the stink of a season ending type thing to me. Especially on a team like it, the Pistons.
0: It smells. Like, why?
1: Like, like, why? Why would you even bring it back, right? They worried it's a stress uh, fracture in his shin. Um, they don't really know how he's going to respond to rest. But, like, even if he responds well to rest, do you really want to bring him back to play for a 6 and 18 team that's already near the bottom of the standings and could just tank for Victor Wembanyama or Scoot Henderson or insert rookie you want here? Exactly. What
0: would be the point? So, if you have Kate Cunningham currently on your team
1: right now, you're in a redraft league. What are you doing with him? Oh, I'd trade him for a quarter on the dollar. Maybe maybe 10 cents. Like if I could get anything for him, I think I might I might make that move. Especially if it was anything of value. Like I mean, it depends on what kind of league we're talking, but like if if anyone's willing to give me any top 100 player, I think I'd definitely 100% do that, right? And even yeah, if we talk I would try to about... sneak
0: myself a couple players with Kate and be like, yeah.
1: "Hey, like give me some of your mediocre players and I'll give you Kate." Even if we're talking about, like, hmm, if you offered me, like, Josh Hart and Jordan Clarkson, I'd have to seriously consider that. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, that's two guys that are probably, like, fringy top 100 dudes, right? Maybe just inside, maybe just outside. Like, I think those two would probably have more value than K the rest of the season. Just, uh yeah, I'm... I'm not optimistic about him coming back, especially as bad as the team is. And whether he has surgery or not, I just don't really see him playing anytime soon.
0: I agree. Bad um, signs with Kate Cunningham. Also sneak over to... I was going to say something terrible, but I'm not going to say anything terrible. I'm going to try to be nice. Almost 2023. I'm going to be decent. am not going to talk about how terrible and how one of the, this is one of the worst cities in the country let's say anything about um, just what a what a culturalist um, sinkhole sinkhole falling into the ocean that this place is but the Orlando Magic have put together a pretty fa- fantasy friendly team which is why I feel like me both me and you But mostly, I've been talking about Orlando like every day, every single podcast for the last like 25 podcasts. Um, I'm really uh, into Orlando's team, and they're once again proving to be very strange. Um, Jalen Suggs, who is starting to emerge, now injured,
1: uh, at the almost convenient time. Well, that's the name of their game, isn't it? You just start to do something fun, and then you just fall off the face of the earth with an injury. Then they disappear, right? Uh, Jalen
0: Suggs falling off the face of the earth. Um, the perfect time to bring back Cole Anthony and Ar- like someone who we've been keeping an eye on for a very long time, Hill
1: Fultz. And they've also lost like, a bazillion games in a row, and they've won one. They beat your Bulls, so they're the only team they've beaten. I oh, don't I, I don't need to hear about it. That's the only team they've beaten since November 11th. It's almost a month, Michael. We'll a
0: whoop up on the Celtics and then lose to
1: Orlando. It's crazy. Uh, the, Dallas does the same thing. Dallas has actually lost to the teams with the three worst records in the league. Ugh. They lost to Detroit, Orlando, and uh, Houston. Very, very <laughs> Um, But yeah, anyways, Magic have a lot of fun players. I think that's the first thing that that you like Bull about Bull? see bubble right Benchero, go pick Bull
0: Bull. once he was emerging we go go pick up bowl have a good time with him see what happens boom there he is um
1: play. i'm worried about like all these blowouts and them just like doing kind of what they did in that last game mm-hmm. against toronto where like everybody gets 20 minutes yes and nobody gets like any real minutes and so that's a little bit concerning right um This is part of the problem with the Thunder and the Magic. Like, when you do this rebuild for a long, extended period of time, you get so many young players that you're trying to develop that almost have, like, too many, and you don't have enough minutes to go around. And so then, like, at some point, you know, Bull Bull plays 23 minutes, and Caleb Houston plays 20 minutes, and Cole Anthony plays 20 minutes, and you still have Terrence Ross, and you would want to kind of trade him, so you want to give him 20 minutes. And then, like, you're just becomes no real big minutes for anybody, so I guess that's a little bit of a concern. But I think too, like, save for Benchero because he was, you know, the number one pick. I think you can buy some of these guys on the cheap in a lot of leagues. Like who who's watching the Magic? Nobody is. Nobody's watching the Magic.
0: Not even me. And I'm interested in this team. Um, also, I think you could probably find Cole Anthony and Marco Fultz on your waiver wire. Oh, 100%. They're both they're both here going to um Markham is starting. Cole Anthony is going to be their main scorer. Um well if, I don't if, know if Paulo that. Banchero is sidelined, right? And Paulo Banchero is definitely is, is definitely struggling with something. But uh he doesn't have an official I don't quote injury or whatever, but like he did he did miss a significant amount of, of, of November. So, like, they're going to go through him, but,
1: like, Cole Anthony's going to come off the bench and get hot, and he's going to be a top 100 player. Yeah, I mean, if he just can do what he did in his first seven games this season, he's the 74th ranked player.
0: Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, and, I'm actually very interested in Marco Foltz.
1: Those limited minutes, he's looking really good. Yeah, but doesn't he always do this, and then he's always hurt again? Like, I, yes. I'm interested, for sure. I'm willing, like, for again, I'm willing to fall for it again, Tyler. willing to fall for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll, it. If he's if you're picking him up off your waiver wire, though, I mean, I guess there's really nothing hurt to by doing it, right? Because if he just falls back into the, the injury bucket, you just let him go and you know go for somebody else, right? Um. And also, slight worry is the schedule. You seen their schedule
0: for the next uh, like no what's what's their what's their schedule.
1: Till the nineteenth. Now this is crazy to me. Okay, they play two, four, six. They play eight games, but they only play four different teams.
0: Okay, that's um. That's I lied. They play
1: five different teams. Okay, but still they, weird. They, they play the Bucs, the Clippers, Toronto twice, the Hawks twice, and the Celtics twice. Okay, not a great schedule. Especially for a young team that is, I mean, those are some, some stout defensive squads right there. They're not going to have a good time.
0: No. And they're not going to have a good time. Uh, like you just said, in those blowouts, if they start playing these guys 20, uh, 25 minutes, all the way around, all the way down the roster, um, I think all of those guys will be a buy low. I want them for the rest of the year. They're still going to play games. They're still going to need uh, people to suit up and go out on the, on the damn court. I don't oh, think yeah. throughout the entire season you're going to see them play everybody 25 minutes.
1: No, my worry about all of these guys is aren't they the – they're the – I don't even know what the word is, right? The, the team that has the most deception about injuries?
0: Uh, um, assholes
1: okay maybe that's the word right like so at any moment couldn't you just see like cole anthony or Bulbul or even franz wagner being like oh yeah he's out today you know they're like oh well you know he's hurt he he hurt his ankle he hurt his knee he hurt his hip and then he just falls into the abyss and never returns yes
0: it's definitely possible like that's why i wouldn't giving away anything of value to go get these guys um, I wouldn't be banking on them to carry you throughout the season. I do think right now and through the next couple of weeks, there is going to be a market value for the, for the Orlando magic. Cause they will, I think they will struggle against all those teams.
1: Oh, 100%. I do found it funny too, that the Orlando Sentinel four weeks ago wrote, Jonathan Isaacs closes in on playing in the magic. <laughs> I would like to write uh, Charles King from the Orlando Sentinel and ask him how that is going.
0: We know. How's that coming along? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Johnny, I see. Here's the difference. Johnny Isaac, complete abyss. Not sure if he's a real person. I don't remember him. I don't remember him. I don't remember what he looks like. I'm not sure he exists, quite frankly. This might have been something we made up collectively in our minds, this might be one of those Mandela effects sort of things where there's there's no there's no person named Jonathan Isaac plays for the other. What are you talking about? C three
1: PO has the gold, the uh, the silver leg, and and all that business. Exactly.
0: This is one. Of, this might be one of those things. We might be like falling into a different dimension, um, or fell out of a different dimension. It has, versus... been two,
1: it has been two years and four months since Jonathan Isaac such... played an NBA
0: game. God, that's such a long time. And I'm also very worried about – I'm actually worried about plantar fasciitis with Wendell Carter Jr. Plantar fasciitis is like could keep him out the rest of the season. Like It really could. Uh, I'm definitely trying to get a, rid of Wendell Carter Jr. Um, but I was saying the Mo difference Wagner? is
1: – Mo Wagner had a good game. You, wait, any Mo Wagner? The Mo Wagner stock?
0: Um, I don't think I want to fill a roster spot
1: with Mo Wagner. But I will that's stream him. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Mo Wagner, uh, against the Cavaliers did have 16 points and nine rebounds, but I think those are, those moments are fleeting, right? Like they're. Yes, they will happen or he won't play. It's like, it's like roll the dice. The, uh, the Magic do play four times this week. Um, now they play on all the, nice. all the big schedule days, but, um, Appear in kind of a more weekly locks league, like all those guys could be somewhat interesting. And they have no back to backs, so they're all spread out. They play Milwaukee, Clippers, and Toronto twice. So, uh,
0: yeah, let's talk about week eight. Um, but though he, Jonathan Isaac, disappeared. We all know, and we're all very aware, Lonzo Ball, uh, not walking. That's like if you're holding on to Lonzo Ball in your IR, you can feel pretty confident of just getting rid of him. Jonathan Isaac, on the other hand. So I would get rid of him. I'd feel pretty common to get rid of him, too. But, like, if he played tomorrow, would you be shocked? Yes, I guess I would.
1: We don't know. Yeah. Well, that's, that's been my biggest problem with the Magic the entire time. And I, I, I'll say this about your Bulls. At least they're, like, willing to give updates. Whereas, like, everyone with the Magic, when they get asked about, like, you, Jonathan Isaac or any of these players, they're like, oh, well, they're out for today thanks for the fucking update. <laughs> well, yeah, we figured that out now like oh, what shit. about what about his injury? Oh, well, he's out for today. It's like, well, yeah, but like, does he ever come back? Well, I don't know, right um that ball injury is very scary like i I think I'd be in the season I said, you know I probably wouldn't even draft ball, and really, like he didn't get injured again, right? He had that knee surgery, and then like his knee was still swelling up, like what was yes. it like six, eight months later? I couldn't figure yeah. out why and, you had and then surgery they again yeah and it was like an exploratory procedure from what i understand to like try to figure like, out what was wrong with it be nerve damage but what i heard they didn't really find anything
0: that's um <laughs> brutal because the entire Bulls team offense success does rev- does revolve around a healthy Lonzo Ball he kind of brings the whole thing together with his perimeter defense, his ability to find open people, his ability to get anybody open, right? Um, and as a three point threat, he fits that perfect. Like he, he fits perfectly like a puzzle piece uh, on a literally the difference between a team that makes the playoffs and doesn't. That's how valuable he is to that team because it is built around um, his skill set.
1: And you got to worry too that, like, is he that same player? Even if he does come back.
0: Exactly. That's, that's and right one. now the Bulls are like, maybe we should blow it up. Hearing a lot of a lot of rumors about the Bulls potentially uh just rebuilding and
1: uh I don't know if I could take it again, Tyler. I don't know if I could take another ten year rebuild. Um so you know, you look at the East, right? And you go like who who are they taking out for even to make the play in? Like, okay, Washington's maybe right for it. But then you're tenth. And then, you know maybe the maybe the Pacers fall off, but then you're still like ninth. Yeah, you got to and go. You got to so win you, two I games. Well,
0: actually, if the Bulls play Boston, I think they'll they'll take that seriously They're so far
1: so good. Well, but my point is like you got to win two games just to get into the playoffs. Then you're playing Boston or Milwaukee, and you're gonna yeah. get smoked. And then they, you're... Won't get, they will probably won't get out of that playoffs
0: or the just the play in. They won't get out of the play in.
1: Right, and that's my point. Is like. I... Yeah, I've the Bulls. Like, I don't really see the upside of this team either. Like, I mean, they have a lot of guys that I like and, and I think are, are phenomenal players. I mean, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Nikola Vucevic. But, like, you gotta, you know what I mean? You gotta play the games and you gotta win. And I just don't see this team winning in the playoffs against any of team, those teams in the East. Like, are they beating the heat are they beating the Raptors are they beating the Sixers are they beating the Hawks are they beating the they're Cavs in Boston.
0: they're not beating any of those teams, right and so they'll sweep Boston though <laughs>
1: uh, if you say so Michael
0: <laughs> well yeah so I mean it's very depressing it's it's uh mm. after at least a half a season where we were we were first in the east uh, you know what that will dry that will give me another decade of of of, of joy uh, I gotta hold on to something here uh bulls low-key one of the most um i would say like legitimately like hard-up franchises like uh, new york usually it's all the publicity dolan new york and all that shit but like we're down in the gutters with everybody else and it's it's been rough it's been a rough rough since the rose injury it's been bad
1: uh yeah for
0: sure, and High, our highs are highs and our lows are lows, and we do get nothing in between. Which I guess is where you want to be.
1: It looked it looked good though for a hot second, right? They they were fun, and Alonzo was helping them, and they were one of the better teams in the East for a hot second there, and then you know Alonzo got hurt, and it all kind of yeah. it looked very fun.
0: Uh, but uh, right now, not so fun. Week eight, not so fun for the Bulls. Uh, they got three games: Washington, Dallas, and Atlanta. It's a weird week. Uh, Tuesday, Thursday only three games, but like, that's actually more than usual. Huge days on Wednesday and Friday, 11, 10 games. I think it's going to be hard to stream um, with these big days because Monday, Saturday, eight games, Sunday, seven games, next week, Monday, seven games, Tuesday, five games, right? Like I I really don't see streaming into next week um, as a, as a viable option here. You're really left with what are you going to do with Tuesday and Thursday? And maybe, maybe Sunday, um, the Trailblazers and the Spurs only play two games this week. Everybody else is three or four. Um, yeah, in and, a
1: weekly, weekly lock, I don't yeah. think you play any any Blazers or Spurs, right? Well, there's Hurt, um, you know, the rest of those guys, just the value's not good enough in two games when you could have somebody at four games, you know, be that uh, a Hornet be that a hawk be that a maverick piston pacer clipper laker heat bucks magic suns raptors like you can have a streamer from any of those teams playing twice as many like they're going to be better than guys like jeremy grant and like a and those dudes yeah you're at least
0: getting the uh, blazers and spurs though uh, which do have some streamable players on that thursday right you got Cavs and nuggets uh both on the tuesday nuggets actually tuesday thursday uh, stream, but uh, not a lot of. I don't know if I'm streaming too many people from the, the Nuggets that are are already owned in the league.
1: Ooh, that, that's that. That could be a good question. Do the Nuggets have any good streamers? I mean, how owned are some of their guys? Because um, if you're looking at Yahoo, like it's not not a great list, right? But like, I feel like in ESPN and some of those other leagues, I bet you some of those Nuggets guys that are a little more fringy aren't super super owned. And yeah, maybe I mean. Bruce. Bruce Brown? Brown? That's what I'm saying. Like uh the Nuggets have five players in the top one hundred right now. Jokic, Porter, Brown, Murray, and Gordon are all inside top one hundred.
0: Actually, I'm looking at this. Uh, Bones Highland is not owned in as many leagues as I thought. I thought Bones would be a hard pickup.
1: But Bones... And Cal- Caldwell Pope is is like 123rd ranked on the season. I bet he's not that owned either. That's a decent yeah. like three. Okay, you know? there you go. A little bit of steals, some points, you know. Like he's not a he's not the world's worst streamer. Um, and then you got bones for points and threes too. So like, I think the Nuggets have some decent streamers, actually.
0: Yeah, never mind. I was I was wrong. I guess I'm just not streaming a lot of Nuggets. Uh, in my in my normal streaming leagues, uh, the Mavs, Detroit have Tuesday games. Um, and the Clippers, Heat have Thursday games. Looks like the Heat are also a Tuesday. Thursday. You do
1: not want a Mav in that Tuesday game. Have you seen that? It's a Tuesday... Th- it's a Monday-Tuesday back-to-back. They play at home against Phoenix. And then they play on the road in Denver. That's, that seems unfair. Yeah, that's a... That's a schedule loss from all the way back the day the schedule was released. You hey, can't... Go, go put go.
0: some money on that schedule loss.
1: Like, you cannot go to Denver on the second night of a back-to-back after playing the Suns and expect... Play at altitude. Right, and expect to win that game. Like, you just... You just cannot. So... Um yeah, I don't I wouldn't really want any Mav in that game. I don't I don't expect that to be a good night for Dallas.
0: No, I don't either. Um I, I feel like the 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 schedule got worse. Like I feel like there's a lot more four and fives, a lot more Home road, well, back look at
1: backs. look at Dallas's schedule this week, and this happens every week, and it's just kind of weird to me because we keep saying, "Oh, well, there's less back-to-backs, and there's less this, there's less that." Ah. They play Phoenix, then they're at Denver on Monday, then they have two days off, then they're home against Milwaukee and at Chicago on Saturday. Why do we? Play- yeah, why
0: isn't that away at Milwaukee, away at Chicago? That's actually less travel than Milwaukee, Chicago.
1: That's what I'm saying. And you could have one of those games on Thursday, and give them a day off, right? Like you gotta like, how do you play? Play four times in a week and you have two back to backs. That just seems messed up to me. Ooh, maybe the Bulls can pull off that win against Dallas. Wouldn't be surprised, man. I mean, they're gonna be. They played on Saturday. They got Sunday off. They had two games. They have back to back Monday Tuesday. They have two days off. Then they play Milwaukee on Friday. They're gonna be dead for that game against Chicago too. In Chicago, else well, is
0: a back to back home away in Denver, Utah. Sweet.
1: Yeah, and that's like it. That's just not even like fair to put someone on the second end of a back-to-back in denver if you ask me it's just it's just not fair to go no, that's it's home it's home and then at denver too like yeah that's another schedule loss for the Jazz, man
0: i'm gonna have to go do some research in one of those uh one of those websites that allow you to just put random shit in and go how many people have lost uh at, at denver when they're playing a back-to-back and i bet you you just bet that straight every time you're making some money
1: I want to say it's like eighty something percent. I heard the stat the yeah. other day. Really? Yes. Yeah. That Denver wins at home when the other team's on the second night of a back to back, like eighty three percent or something.
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna straight bet that every time. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I. I you, you gotta get some. We gotta get some hot tips out there for the people. Um. Anything else for week eight, going into week eight, that you want to leave the folks with?
1: I mean, not really. I think. I think this week is, is an interesting week. I think we've got some good games on the on the docket, right? Um, we're building up to that uh, Christmas Day where a lot of the casual people, right, start watching. Um, there's just some fun games, too. Like, the Clippers are starting that road trip where Kawhi and Paul George are both on the trip, and they, Ty Lu made it seem like they're going to play at some point on it. Um, it starts on Monday at Charlotte. Do they actually play? I mean, they play Charlotte. They play the Magic. Uh, Then they play Thursday on the second night of a back-to-back against the Heat. No. And then they play Washington on Saturday. So do we see Kawhi and Paul George this week? That's something I'm watching uh, pretty closely. I hope so, Tyler. Saturday night, finals rematch. Fun.
0: Pretty good one there'll be some there's definitely gonna be some fun games this week um, the national tv slate
1: is all is all pretty decent except for that dallas denver game is on tuesday night on tnt that was probably not a great great schedule uh but boston plays phoenix at phoenix this week too That should be a fun game
0: should be good i like that too i'm gonna try to go see luca on friday live in person if i can get tickets man even though the bulls suck even
1: when the bulls suck
0: um well, don't get it day. on
1: friday if, you, if your tickets say Friday, you're gonna be in trouble because the game's on Saturday.
0: Saturday, oh shit! I got a lot of stuff going on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff going on all the time. It's very annoying.
1: Uh, well, clear your schedule, Michael.
0: You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody to eat shit, clear my schedule, and go to the Bulls game, as well. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter at WatchTheBoxes. Uh, Tyler is at Tyler Potts. Uh, that's W A T T. As if you're not following Tyler, I don't know what you're doing. You can follow me or not follow me. I I don't really. I just retweet other people who know uh, more stuff than me, including Tyler. So um, actually, be, you know, follow me because you'll get more content. You'll just get Tyler's inner inner wisdom. But I, I just steal everybody else's inner wisdom and then send it to you. So you should follow me. i watch the boxes. Um, hit, like rate, review us or just send, send us a message on Twitter if you need some advice. Uh, for fancy basketball you want to hear something on the show anything that would uh help you out we want to make this show for you to help the listeners so if the listeners give us feedback we'll cater the show to you that's kind of like the whole point of media um so if you got anything hit us up on twitter if you want to support the show two dollars a month it's one dollar for me one dollar for tyler uh sometimes i take two dollars and i don't tell tyler but don't worry about that um two dollars that's it two dollars a month patreon.com slash watching the boxes we're also on twitch twitch.tv slash watching the boxes we appreciate you guys listening uh we miss you we are back we'll be doing more regular shows uh and we will see you on one of those regular shows